All right. I uh, just before you got online, I got a contact request from Cuddly Dot Monkey Two. Um, I I mean there are a few cuddly monkeys in the world. I'm not I'm not sure who this one is. Well, it's if it helps, the uh, monkey is spelled M U N K E Y. Does that narrow it down? Uh, is it someone with the last name of Monk or Monkey? Yeah, I think I'm probably spelled I'm that. Probably way. not going to accept this connection request. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me playing <clears throat> some uh, ill thought out joke. Mm. Yeah, at least we can narrow it down. Well, I yeah, I think you're I think you're part right. Whatever's going on here, I'm pretty sure it's ill thought out. <laughs> but. All right, are you ready to make some high-quality spoken word edutainment for the internet? I like that. <laughs> that, was a nice, that was a nice line. Ooh, I feel amped up now. You are listening to Priority, a podcast about choices, limitations, and getting stuff done. Priority is hosted by Katie Leibman and her brother, Max Leibman. That's me. Today's episode is entitled... Six-foot to-do list. For complete show notes, including links to anything we discuss on the podcast today, visit us online at priority.fm slash 35. I love how, how, uh, I love the synergy right now, Matt. <laughs> this is great. Full circle. Circles all the mm-hmm. way down. Shall we actually talk about something? I would love to. I am. I am. Amp. All right. So we're here today to talk about Groundhog Day. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, Saturday morning's a good time to record. Yeah, I'm feeling. All it. right. Um, <clears throat> so I don't, I don't know where you want to begin, but I have, I have one of those. Like, I really liked your. I was inspired when I was listening back to your question um, a couple weeks ago about who I work for. So I, I thought of one of those this morning that might be a nice Ooh. place to start. Yeah, pose it. <clears throat> So, Katie, when you write down a to-do, what's the purpose of writing it down? What is that supposed to do? Mm. I like that. Um, There are a couple answers, I think, that will reveal strengths and weaknesses about how I do my work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the reasons I write things down, and this is here we go, we're already into GTD, um, is capture. I need it out of my brain. Um, and I need to know that I will not forget it. Or I've given myself a way to not forget mm. it. Um, so that's probably the most common thing is um, I think of something when I shouldn't or can't do it. Um, and so I throw it onto into my space. Um, so that's one, like, I just need to get it out of my brain and help myself not forget it. Um, another reason would be so that I can, like, I can't make decisions unless I know what I'm up against, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I like having a place where I can see everything that's going on, sort of like a calendar, but for actions. Um... Yeah, is this kind of what you were expecting or, or hoping for? I think for? it's a fine place to start. <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect. Um, sure. Um, I figured you probably wouldn't say because when I write them down, 
magic happens, and suddenly everything is done. <laughs> Synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, like everyday magic, I guess. <laughs> it helps me, sure. you know, like if it magically helps me focus on what I should be doing better, then mm-hmm. yeah, that's a form of magic. I'll yeah, take that. Absolutely. I, um, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I also wouldn't say, mm-hmm. like, you know, write an affirmation of what you want to happen 20 times on a piece of paper every day. And after a certain number of days, it's going to come true. Right. Um, it's like that meme, say, uh, say pumpkin spice latte into a mirror and spin around and a white girl in yoga pants will show up and tell you her five favorite things about fall. Mm. Yeah. I really could have really used that spell when I was 22. Oh, MG. <laughs> I don't think the don't I don't think know. the pumpkin spice latte had been invented yet, though. Oh my gosh! Yes, who knows? Yeah. Um, lattes aside, yeah, yeah, those are things I'm thinking about right mm. now. I think they're um, good what about for you? <clears throat> um, for me, uh, <laughs> I'm looking for magic. Um, Ooh. yeah, now I. A lot depends on on where I'm writing it, but I think for me the the biggest the kind of biggest two are um, number one um, capture related. Uh, if I haven't written it down, I am not going to count on remembering it because um, yeah. I just I know myself too well, and and you know. People make jokes when they talk about this, about how the people who think that they don't need to write things down to remember them, who think they can manage their whole lives in their head, are largely young people. Um, but, you know, once you get a little bit older and your brain starts to atrophy and you're out in the real world and you have a more complicated life, like, that won't that won't work anymore. Honestly, though, if I'm, if I'm really honest with myself and I think about, you know, me at 18, um, me as a, as a younger person with a fairly simple life compared to now, trying to manage it all just in my head... Uh, even when I was young, I couldn't really do it. Um, I could get away with it sometimes, but I wasn't really staying on top mm-hmm. of things, you know, the way I should have mm-hmm. been. Um, so I mean, just, just remembering and reminding. The other thing for me though, that I think is a big thing, and I think this is, this is part of what makes, you know, just making a list or writing a to-do down or writing something on your calendar for a day down, what makes it really powerful, what makes it almost magical to go to back to that word and what makes people try to overdo it sometimes when they do it once or twice and discover this is hmm. the other reason I write things down is to make them commitments. Ah. You know, I, I buy into something if I'm writing down that I'm going to do it later in a way that I don't. I'm just like, you know, yeah, at some point I should really get that organized and call them and see if we can we can work something out. You know, that's just sort of an airy-fairy idea of a project. But if I write down, you know, <laughs> um, renegotiate, you know, courier contract and, and <laughs> make a make an action for a certain day that I'm going to call when I know that the manager's going to be in the office over there, that is a very different thing from, yeah, we should, we should probably work on that, see if we can get <laughs> our bill down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of what... Uh... Merlin Mann talks about on um, an older episode of Back to Work, but I'm sure he's brought it up since whichever episode I'm thinking of um, <laughs> about closing conversations with things like, oh, yeah, we should do coffee. Oh, yeah, we should meet about that. <laughs> Let's um, have your people call my people. and We'll do lunch. <laughs> right, right, right. But so he was saying he started, um, you know, if that comes up and you really mean it, then then pitch. Okay, Four o'clock on Wednesdays mm-hmm. works well. How about next Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, How about two Wednesdays yeah. from now? Get out your freaking calendar and see when you can do that. 
yeah, do you mean it or do you not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. Yeah, that is um, a side effect of doing something like GTD. If the people around you know that you do it, you know, that you have a system of, of trying to write down everything that you are committing to do, um, <laughs> it becomes very apparent when you are doing that. You know, if you write everything down, but you don't write this one down, that kind of sticks out. You know, Courtney will tell me sometimes, like, you need to make a reminder of that when we're talking about something that I'm I'm going to do. And if, I, if I'm not actually recording to do it somewhere she knows to tell me to do that because <laughs> if mm. I don't, all the stuff I have written down is what's going to get done. And this thing that we're talking about won't, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, but oh, yeah, it's yeah. for me, I, I think the, uh, that's what, what the big thing that I, I, the thing I like about it, I mean, I write things down to remember them and that feels good because now I'm not going to forget it or lose it. Like I will everything just bouncing around in my head. But for me, the, the big mm -hmm. thing, the reason I keep coming back to it, the reason I like it is, the commitment aspect, you know, mm -hmm. this, this is real. Like it's, um, if it's not written down, it's not real. People say, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and for me, that's true of my to do's as well. Like if it's not, if it's not written down and I say written down, but I mean, it could be typed into something. In some cases, there are things in my life that I manage as just physical objects, you know, um, hmm. the, the stack of bills, um, has a particular place it occupies in the home and I don't always have anything on any list anywhere saying that I'm going to do them. But if there's something physical there, that is a commitment I've made. Like if I put the bill there, I'm going to deal with it when I do bills, mm -hmm. you know, but, but yeah, if I, yeah. if I haven't put something, you know, if there's a piece of mail, I'm like, I'll deal with that later. And it doesn't end up over there. You know what? I'm not going to deal with it later. It's mm -hmm. going to get like a jacket put on top of it. And then, um, some cupcake pans we ordered from Amazon. And before you know it, it's like a six foot high pile. And, I'm never going to do anything with any of it. Mm -hmm. Six foot to do. <laughs> yeah. Title. Mm -hmm. Yay! <laughs> All right, we can stop now. You want to wrap it up? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Saturday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you do you have any next thoughts? Because I have a I have a second question. <laughs> uh, let's go with the let's go with the second question because maybe. Yeah. All right, let me hold on. Let me check off the first one here. All right, um, <laughs> done. <laughs> done. Uh, the the other thing that occurred to me just before we started that would also maybe be a good thing to explore is, um, and I don't. I actually don't have a. a it's, this isn't a super well formed cogent question like the first one. It's more of a cloud of of related things. But mm. what about things that you write down that you don't do? Um, is there an example of something recently or, or is there any kind of pattern or I don't know, is there, is there something about tasks in your life that do, is there a class of things in your life that do get written down, but don't typically get done? Oh, they are the worst. <laughs> That's what they are. Mm -hmm. um, they are. They are the class of the worst. Um, yeah, that would be, um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, I've got a number of items literally at the bottom of my uh, <laughs> list. Um, and they're down there for a reason. It's like purgatory. Um, which I don't know where people who believe in purgatory picture purgatory. Is it up? Is it down? Is it all around? Mm, you know, I, um, I, I always kind of 
well, I shouldn't say always. Um, as soon as I understood the idea of like parallel universes and other dimensions, I just kind of pictured it as like off to the to the side in a direction that we can't point to, mm-hmm. like overlapping. <laughs> if that makes sense, but you know, yeah, purgatory yeah. is other people's well. task lists. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Hell is other people's meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Merlin. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's in to-do list purgatory. Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe some of these things. And I, I've been thinking about them again, maybe because we, we planned on this topic. So I've been thinking about it, you know, at least for a couple of days. Um, sure. And I was thinking about how I, I do finally feel less scared of some of these items. And I'm at the point where perhaps I might just assign them to a weekend in the coming month and say, I'm going to do, or at least start one of these things per weekend or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because again, if it's on my calendar, it's real. That's my dedicated, Katie, this is what your brain is doing at this time on this day. Right. You know, my calendar is my sort of like actual time commitment. It's yeah. Um, uh, David Allen has mm -hmm. a term for that, that, that I think is, it's a useful, it's a useful term, even if you don't want to read getting things done or do anything with it. Um, he refers to things that are on your calendar as the hard landscape. So like if you're, if you're, if you're landscaping your yard, you know, you can probably like dig up and then replant flowers, you know, or, or at least destroy like a one flower bed and put a new one in somewhere else. It's going to be a little Mm -hmm. bit harder to move a tree. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the hard landscape. Mm -hmm. Um, and same thing, like if you've committed time, especially where somebody else is involved, like I am going to have lunch with this person and I told them so, and they invited this other friend that they also told I was going to be there. You know, that's hard Mm -hmm. landscape. You could theoretically move it just like you could move a tree, but there's, there's more involved (laughs) in doing that. Sure. That's time and resources and Mm trade-offs and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can explain why. I don't know. Because some of these things get stuck at at the bottom in purgatory um, because I haven't chosen to commit to them Mm -hmm. yet. Like I've committed to them abstractly and I know that they are important, but maybe it's because there is no, (laughs) and maybe maybe this is where we get to like why for me they're here. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm looking at them, they're items that I haven't had any external pressure about Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And for me, that matters. Oh, sure. Well, I I think for everybody. I will. I think for everybody that makes some level of difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know some people are very internally motivated. Um, What am I trying to say? Internally motivated. Intrinsically? Um, Thank you. Yes. I was like, well, I know it's an in (laughs) (laughs) In an X. Um, Yeah. And for me, I think it depends. I... I've been thinking about this at work, you know, when I'm on campus. Um, I do feel very productive and satisfied when I'm working in a really reactive way. You know, when I'm, if I'm in my office all day, then I need to deal with whatever comes in my door, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. Um, And I very much like the feeling of processing stuff as it comes in. That makes me feel um, useful and productive and and, um, helpful. Um, and I like the people that I work with, <laughs> which helps, <laughs> and that I get to serve. Um, absolutely, yeah. So some days, maybe not so much. <laughs> Check with me on another week. Um, but at the same time, 
you know, I, if I get to the end of the day and I haven't gotten very far on all this other stuff that, um, is just sort of sitting and waiting for me, it's Mm -hmm. not stuff I have to react to right away. Um, sometimes that is a challenge for me to switch back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so some of it is external, is external pressure, you think, um, mm-hmm. the amount of intrinsic or extrinsic motivation attached. I would, I would ask too, when you look at those things, literally at the bottom of the list, the stuff that's been around the longest, um, do you know without having to think it through what every one of them is and what it means? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was well, a very committed what I was yeah. Thinking was like, <laughs> there's a there's a button there. It's a yeah but. Um, yeah but. Um, each of them, I know exactly what the steps are going to be, but some of them I know could expand and expand and expand. Or I know it's something that I can't do in a sitting. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. And now I just feel silly. Like I, like I'm now that I'm looking at them, it's like, I can do all of these. Um, and none of them are like, if I had to break them down into pieces, just because each step might take hours, mm-hmm. that's not a big deal. Cause I just need to do them. So now I'm feeling like a weenie looking at this list. <laughs> well, you know, that was my goal. Um, no! as you know, I am a, I am gotta, a fitness boot camp instructor. You got to break them down before you build them back up. <laughs> you know what they say? Yeah. Now here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. What about Well, you? for me, um yeah, I've I've alluded to before there's a there is a particular type of class of task that is likely to languish on my lists more often and longer than others, and that is things that involve real-time conversation with other people. <laughs> that was an amazing tongue twister sentence. Yeah, and I, I didn't stumble on it. That. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway. Very, very, um, I'm very eloquent when speaking about my <laughs> deep, deep deficiencies. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> that's not to say that things that I need to talk pe- to people about will languish on my list forever or that I avoid it or fear it or whatever. But if I'm in the office and I'm having a really productive day and I have got 10 things on a list that I could work on, and one of them involves walking down the hall and sitting down with somebody for two to 20 minutes talking through some sticky issue and all the rest of them are computer email file um program you know adjust spreadsheet draft a memo kind of things <laughs> a lot of the time i'm going to be like you know what i don't really feel like going down the hall and talking to morgan right now i am going to work on this memo mm. um because you, as you know people in offices just send memos all day Memo, memo, mm. memo. Um, two, all staff from boss. <laughs> boss memo. Ray, the number of memos being sent. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah, so that's, that is something that I do tend to, tend to push off a ways. Um, I do also find for myself, and this is kind of a GTD thing, but I'm going to say it more generally because I think it's true for everybody and it has been true for me, you know, when I've done other things, including just making a list every day on a sheet of paper and trying to work off that. But the more ambiguous I leave the project at the time that I'm making myself a reminder, um, the less likely I am to, to want to pick it up later. Um, Mm. you know, and there's, there's something in psychology called, uh, implementation intentions where like, you know, you're trying (laughs) to get yourself to, to build the habit of flossing. Um, and 
if you think of it as, oh, I need to floss more or I'm, I'm going to floss tonight, you know, I'm going to floss tonight is better that I need to floss more, but neither one of them is really, is really that sticky. Whereas if you think of it in terms of a, of a script, like when this thing happens, I'm going to do this other thing. You know, if you, if you commit in your mind and you think of it as after I rinse my toothbrush off and put on fresh toothpaste, I'm going to set the toothbrush down and floss. And you focus on that, you're more likely to actually follow through on it. Um, and I, I think some of it is a reminder kind of thing. You know, we're talking about tasks as reminders. So that kind of relates. Like you've, you've set a context in which something is going to remind you to do something else. But I think the other thing is you don't have to wonder about it. Like you don't have to think it through. Like, you know, um, it, it, when should I floss? How should I floss? It's not just like floss on a list and then you're going to check it off. Um, and I, I think the same is true. Like I had a, I had a task on my list, um, to relabel a certain file in the file room. And this task has been on my list since December. Um, oh <laughs> which I didn't know. I like, it has actually been on a couple of different lists cause I'm not using the same system I did back in December. Um, but I did this, I did this thing this week actually, well, you know, cause I, I knew we were going to do this and I'd been thinking about this for a while. Um, because I am using sort of a paper system, like the list of stuff to do in the office, the oldest stuff that's not done is the first thing on the list that's not done. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like on a, on a computer if things sort by date, so the most recent is on top. You know, your oldest ones are mm-hmm. at the bottom, same kind of thing. So I knew what the oldest tasks were. And so every day this week, I've just been trying. I've, I haven't succeeded once in actually doing this first thing, but the, the sort of commitment I made was like first thing or as early as I can when I get into the office, I'm going to do whatever the oldest task is. Um, and I did one and discovered in the course of figuring out what the hell it meant that it was from December and I was kind of mad at myself because it was not hard. It was not complicated, but it was like relabel the such and such file. And that, that doesn't sound that unclear except for, I didn't actually list on the task itself. You know, the, the, the file name referred to an entity, but it could have potentially had multiple files. I didn't say which one. I didn't say what to relabel it to or why. And I had I had some notes somewhere from somebody kind of indicating what to do. And there was a there was also this was being done so that something else could be done with this file after the fact. And and that was also with the supporting material. But I've been looking at this thing for like nine months and knowing somewhere in the back of my mind there was more to it than that, but not having that. And so when I went and did it this week and it took like a minute <laughs> and then was done. <laughs> It occurred to me the reason I'd probably been sitting on it that long is every time I've looked at it, everything else on the list was a lot clearer. You know, Mm. I need to look at Lauren's email and correct this thing that she pointed out is wrong, but that Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to correct when she first pointed it out. You know, I need to type up a list of steps for uh, my new hire because I'm going to hand off to her the handling of this certain incoming stream of documents that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to, and, and, you know, all of the others are written in that level of detail. This one was relabel the blah, 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 blah file. And, and mm-hmm. I knew even when I was writing it down that there was more to it than that, that right. it had, that it had, had uh, antecedents and, you know, other, other data needed. Mm-hmm. And I think what I, it could get right. Hit. And I think when I re- wrote it down, I did the same thing everybody does when they make a to-do list. Like you make a to-do list and you write down mom. And what you mean <laughs> is call mom back because she called yesterday and left a voicemail. What you mean mm-hmm. is get a gift for mom because her birthday is next week. Um, not our mom, just, you know, one's mom. 
Um, mm-hmm. And you know that when you write it down and you assume you always will know that. But what if you're looking at that three weeks from now? Uh, well, for one thing, you're late on mom's birthday. So way to go. Child of the year. <laughs> Child of the year, 2003. <laughs> uh, but I, I think we all do that to some extent. Like we always assume at whatever state you're in right now, it's really easy to assume that is the state. Like that's why they say de- depression is so pernicious is because when you're depressed, not only does it seem like this is perfectly normal, like, you know, there's there's no reason not to be this way. There's also no reason to feel like it's not always going to be like that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think the same is true when you're, when you're productive, you're in the flow, you're writing things down and getting things done. Hey, look at you. It's very easy to say, well, of course I'm going to know what this means later. I know what it means now. I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, mm-hmm. I, I think that's for me, that's a big one is what I am not clear enough. Things linger from, uh, the third week in December, 2014 until three days ago. <laughs> so you betcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I keep my list in, it's in a Google Doc, Mm -hmm. um, and big Google knows all, so um, I could go through my revision history and and see when I actually put these Mm -hmm. on the list, when I made slight tweaks to them, yada, 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 yada. Um, I don't really want (laughs) to (laughs) know. Two of them in particular, um, and this is awful, but no one's come knocking, I borrowed a book for a particular purpose, <laughs> for a, a project I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, and the organization that I borrowed it from has still not. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe they've noticed, but I don't know that they care because I still have it. <laughs> Are you sure they know you're the one who has it? Yeah, yeah. It was on like an informal checkout sheet with my name. Okay, sure, sure. So, so there's a good chance. There's a good chance. And the date, which was uh, over a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> Whoops. Mm. Um, but again, there have been other things to read and uh, write about in my life. So I don't know. Uh, do you write down a list of things to do on a particular day? Like, do you have a daily to-do list? Um, no, because at the moment, everything is one big list. Um, so these, I mean, purgatory and the things that come up and will pass within 24 hours are all in a single document. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the question? (laughs) I'm with you, but I just scrolled my screen and it sort of hypnotized me. I was asking if you kept any kind of daily to-do list or, or if, if, if not like on a calendar, like every day there's a a place for a list. If you, you know, when you start your work day, do you write a list of things to do? Gotcha. Thank you for repeating. I blacked out a little bit there. Yeah. No idea what happened. Um, yeah. So yes and no. And maybe this is a good moment for reflection because basically I make myself look at everything every day and sort through it Mm -hmm. since it's all one list. Um, I know that I'm not going to do, well, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, I know that I'm not going to do or even do part of all of these things on a given day. So what I'll often do is I use the top of the document and sometimes just some, some line breaks Mm -hmm. to give myself, you know, literal space on the page. So some days I might mark off what I want to attempt in a day. Right now I don't have any such break, so all the items are separated by a single line break. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Do you with your paper system? Not like I. Not like what most people mean when they think of like making their to do list for the day. Um, mm-hmm. I am. I'm a little bit looser with it than than what it sounds like when he describes in the book. But I, you know, I do try to follow David Allen's advice on on daily stuff. So when I make when I make a list for the day, and usually it's not. I don't make the list for the day. Usually it's accumulated before I get to the day. And then it might, right. That's might what I pick a couple things up when I get there. But, you know, it's it tends to be mostly formed when I come into the day. Like when I get to the office, my list is there already. Um, which right. is, I mean, if you are making a daily to-do list, there's a there's a tip that I would say. Um, and, and this is encouraged, I think, in Franklin Covey's current time management book as well, The Five Choices um, that I've mentioned before. Uh, if you do have sort of an office type of job somewhere where you work and, you know, you come into work um, in the same environment every day, and if you like having a to-do list, make it the day before, before you leave. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. come in knowing what you need to do and with that ready for you. Um, so you don't spend as, you know, you, you minimize the time you spend orienting in the morning. And when you're fresh, you can get to work on, on more important things than figuring out what to get to work on. Um, which mm-hmm. is important, but, you know. Um, kind of meta, <laughs> not not literally productive the way that actually doing those things would be. Um, mm-hmm. So anyhow, I come into the day, my list is kind of already there. But uh, David Allen's advice on on sort of the daily list, on tasks on your calendar, um, I, I tend to follow to an extent at least. And what he says is things that go on your calendar should be things that you're going to do that day or they die. Um, which mm-hmm. isn't to say that somebody will die. Like it doesn't have to be life and death important, just that the task itself will die. Like it can only be done on this day. Um, mm-hmm. now I stretch that out a little bit because I, I think I've mentioned before, um, he's saying stuff that has to be done on that day. Like you, you can't call Miyoko until Tuesday because she's traveling through Monday, but you have to call mm-hmm. her on Tuesday because on Wednesday, the thing that you need to talk about is going to happen. So Tuesday is mm-hmm. the only, that's the thing he says you should put on your calendar. I would put, like, if I can talk to Miyoko anytime up until Tuesday, I will also put that on Tuesday if it's due on that day. Because if I get to that day and it's not done, it does become a due today or it dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to see those I like to see those sequentially on my calendar. We talked last week about sort of looking ahead. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, the other thing is I will often come into a day with, with several things where everything checked off already. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I do, I do try to practice that to the extent that I don't put anything on a day on the calendar because I feel like this would be a great day to do it and I want to do it. I don't write an aspirational like, well, today I am going to pick up the groceries and do the laundry and write my novel. Um, you know, I, <laughs> if the novel is due today, I will put send draft to editor. Um, P.S. I'm mm-hmm. not writing a novel. Um. But yeah, so I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. big on, I do have stuff on my list almost every day, but it's not like I sat down and made a to-do list of what I want to do. Yeah, that approach to it seems foreign to me. Cause like you said, if it is important, I probably have already captured Mm -hmm. it and it's just a matter of, uh, prioritizing, right. Figuring out, okay, which of these things am I coming up against a deadline Mm -hmm. or an expectation um, or do I have to do these things in a particular order right. because they are linear? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On the calendar thing, um, yeah, I use that in a couple different ways, and, and usually this is successful and productive for me. Um, definitely anything where 
my body physically needs to be in a particular place at a particular time. So mm-hmm. meetings, lunches, um, spin class. I know that someone's with spin that. class. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher. Um, uh, office hours, obviously I meant to be in my office and available mm-hmm. for those times, you know, button seat, um, that sort of thing. Um, but I will, when I do, and I, I know I've used this phrase before, but when I need to give myself permission to do something, mm-hmm. um, like I, I, sometimes I really do need to tell myself, okay, this morning is not free time because mm-hmm. you have things to sure. do. So let's commit to them. So I might put, um, like I did this sometime last week or a few weeks ago, I had a, a morning free, but it wasn't really free. Um, so I, I blocked off an hour or two. I can't remember, but I put an event on my calendar that said work on task list mm-hmm. just to give myself permission to be brave and go back to some of yeah. these little loose end type tasks. I, yeah. Merlin Mann has referred to something he calls reverse office hours. Um, where <laughs> like you, you basically say like, this is not time I'm available for visitation. Um, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like you did that for yourself. You said like, this is time I'm not available for other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not free time. Mm-hmm. I have things to yeah. do. Um, I can choose what I want to do in particular, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a, and one thing I'll, I'll say like for people who do, who do have that sort of, you know, extrinsic orientation on their, a lot of their motivations for, for getting tasks done who might say, well, if I don't put it on a list, like you were talking about commitment, Max, what about that? If I don't put it on my list for today, I'm not gonna work on it for today. One thing I will say, <laughs> and I would say don't abuse this, but I mean, I don't have any problem if somebody else is going to do a different style of time management and wants to make themselves a little list. Um, that's fine. But I'd say something to play around with first might even be rather than a list, why not commit some time? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, uh, again, that same book, Franklin Covey's, um, five choices and a lot of their other programs and books, you know, going all the way back to the late eighties, uh, encourage the use of like time zones where you like set aside either, either recurring or a one-off, you know, at the beginning of the week, you put, you block out some time on your calendar for a certain thing, you know, you're going to need some time for. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you treat that commitment, you know, they encourage you to treat that commitment like you would anything else. You know, somebody says, hey, you want to get coffee Tuesday morning at 10? You know, you say, hey, no, I'm sorry, I've got a prior commitment. And you don't need to tell them that it's not a meeting or a coffee date, that it's just you in your office typing. But Mm -hmm. that's, you know, you treat it as though it were any of those other things. Where you're as important as somebody else you'd be meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's something that... um, talking to some of my first year students in particular, I try to share that strategy with them. Um, because I know that especially, you know, they're in their first semester, they, their schedules are their own. They have commitments, they have a hard landscape, but they also have a lot of time that they have to make choices Mm -hmm. about. And that's new to a lot of them coming out of high school. Um, yeah, and, and some of them are getting it already. Like they they will tell me that the biggest issue they're having with time management right now is well, what happens when my roommate is ready to play video games or <laughs> my friends walk down the hallway mm-hmm. and they're ready to do something else, or more likely they're choosing not to do their own homework, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and my students want to join in. They don't want to say no to friends. Right. right. Like they just made these friends. These friends are important. Connections are important. You should. And all those things you, are. You sorry. should ask them. Well, if your if your roommate and your friends were going to go jump off a bridge, would you do it? 
I know that's a really helpful rhetorical <laughs> device. <laughs> the whole bridge thing. Yeah. <laughs> I am an A plus plus advisor. Yeah. Let me tell you. Bridge thing gets them everywhere. <laughs> and then they just, they nod solemnly as they think about, mm. as it impacts them. I see what you're saying there. That extreme example has convinced me about something in my you life. You have made an excellent point, and I will say no and continue to study in the future when this occurs. Yay! I solve time management. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some of them, I'll pitch it to them, and I don't know if they really understand it yet. I don't know. It's just super interesting. And I do keep thinking about... Um, uh, you know, co- the college and, um, I, I've heard this at very other, various other institutions too. Like we are working really hard and it is popular in higher ed right now to try to offer students support for things like soft skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you, how do you manage relationships when you've got homework you should be choosing to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. for instance, common example, um, and I do wonder what the adjustment to this lifestyle and academic undergraduate lifestyle would be like if we gave them more resources for this type of stuff. Um, like I had a student tell me just flat out, well, I have a calendar and I don't know how to use mm-hmm. it, which on the surface sounds so, so you know, it, that can sound silly. It's like, well, it's straightforward. It's, it's where you, you put <laughs> stuff you do. But when you get down to it, like what what would it mean for a student to wake up and realize they wrote the word homework on Saturday? What does that mean? And what does it look like? And that's exactly, I mean, first of all, your example is exactly what I was talking about earlier. You know, I said, you write mom on a list, but writing homework on a list isn't Mm -hmm. a lot better. Um, unless Mm -hmm. it's a block again, unless it's a block of time and you are going to sit down and work on homework and you have multiple homeworks to work on and it will be apparent when you (laughs) look at it, what to do with it. Like, that's fine. But like if homework is a Mm -hmm. thing to check off your list on Saturday, you know, how do you know when you're done? <laughs> what does that look like right. when it's really good? Um, mm-hmm. And to your point about not knowing how to use a calendar, I mean, I I don't think that's I don't think that's silly at all. Um, mm-hmm. Having and I'm I'm somebody who has stewed in this stuff. You know, really the last ten years of my life, at various times professionally, literally, that's what my my life has been about. My work has been about. Um, but even when it's not, it kind of still is. Like I'm somebody who mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm as much as possible, I've tried to be doing my work and using the system to do the work, not not thinking about the system. But I am always thinking about the system. I mean, that's just who I am. Um, I'm very into that stuff. And I can tell you, like, it is not, it's not a, as simple as, like, having a calendar and starting to write things into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the many, before I worked at Franklin Covey, I think of the many calendars and planners and, and a couple of software programs I had over time. Uh, that I tried to use to organize stuff and just, I mean, even, even, even the most basic question that I think most people who like get their first planner or their first calendar wouldn't think to phrase this way, but it's important. What level of granularity is appropriate? Like how detailed does this need to be? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you've sort of gotten it. One of the answers, um, if it's clear and if it feels manageable, then it's granular mm-hmm. enough. It's grainy right. enough. <laughs> right. You know, and what does, what does that look like? Um, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of detail I write in for most of my appointments, um, took me a long time to arrive at that, mm-hmm. you know, at what works. Um, 
And I, I think about, so one of my favorite things that Franklin Covey does, and, and anybody interested, I'd, I'd recommend looking at this online if you're somebody who, who has a planner and feels like you're not using it very well or, um, <laughs> you know, would like, like some ideas about what to do. Well, first of all, I would say Pinterest, too, is a good place to look because um, you will find... <laughs> You will find an embarrassment, and I do mean an embarrassment of riches there, of people posting about what they're using and how they're using it as far as planners and calendars go. Um, so endless inspiration there. But I'd say even just um, go to, to uh, franklinplanner.com, which is Franklin Covey's um, sort of product arm, um, and find their catalog online. Because the of the the online pictures of of the you know various planners and calendars they sell are just pictures of them as you'd expect, but in the catalog what they've done is they actually have you know each time they show um, pages from from a planner they have somebody mock in like a, a day or a weekly spread of stuff to show you hmm. like how somebody might use it, um, and I think that's I think that's super informative to just see and even if it's not how you will use it just to see how somebody else used it you know mm -hmm. just to see how, what level of detail somebody else thought was appropriate um cuz mm -hmm. I will tell you the way that I was trying to use day planners before I got my job there and the way I used them almost immediately after starting were worlds apart and all it took was for me to see one <laughs> you know see what somebody right. who knew what they were doing with it was doing with it um, and I didn't stop exploring and experimenting and customizing, um, sometimes to a fault, but I had something, I had somewhere to start and somewhere to start that I yeah. knew worked. So yeah, I don't think it's a silly mm -hmm. question at all. Like, how do I use this? Oh no, no. I'm just saying the, on the surface, mm -hmm. it seems like, well, yeah. we know what a mm -hmm. calendar is. Um, you know, but it, I think it's the, the deceptively simple reaction to anything it's like well i know how to write of course i could write a novel yeah you know or anything or, else I, I, you um, know i can i can write i can make a to-do list i've been a student of course i can be a teacher <laughs> <laughs> you know i've talked to people um, i can be a podcaster absolutely and that's not to say that you know none of those things aren't true did i say that backwards i might have said that backwards um but these are skills and habits of mind that are cultivated, mm -hmm. you know? For sure. Um, yeah, no, and I like what you're saying about modeling, mm -hmm. too. The idea that um, if you see the product, or even better, you see or hear someone talk through their process, that can be informative, even if it doesn't apply to you. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it gives you a place to go. Um, yeah, I've been trying to, to tell that to students, too, that... Um, you know, I have strategies I can throw at them and suggest, but they may have to try some stuff and falter mm -hmm. and figure out what makes sense to them. Right. Um, you know, like you were talking earlier um, about <laughs> the way that you are predisposed to pick which tasks to do and the way that, that um, thinking about that with the way that I tend to work too. Like I was talking about being very reactive on the job when I'm, uh, actually in my place of work, mm -hmm. um, which I think some of that's funny because it gets back to our talk about Susan Cain's quiet, mm -hmm. right? Totally. Um, <laughs> I score as ambivert. So it just so happens that the slightly extroverted side of me thrives in that type of work environment. 
Most days, most mm-hmm. days, let's sure. be clear. <laughs> the end of the day, no way. Like I literally, I turn the lights out and turn a lamp on and shut the door yeah. at the end of yeah. the day. Um, that is my time. <laughs> I am done talking to people. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just think it's interesting the different ways that people work. Um, yeah, I know perfectly successful people. My husband is a great example. His systems look nothing like mine. Oh, yeah. Um, and yet he gets his work done and feels good mm-hmm. about it. And I get my work done and feel good about it. You know, yeah. it just depends. Yeah. It, a lot of this is, is individualistic. Um, at the same time, you know, I just encourage the use of models and seeing what other people do. But at the same time, I'd also say like, never think that the model that you're looking at is the one right way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my, my notebook that I use is the one right way for me for right now. It is the best thing I yeah. found to do the constellation of things I am doing currently. <laughs> It's not even mm-hmm. the one best way for me forever. Um, you know, and I, mm-hmm. one of the, one of my sort of renaissance years as an adult, um, sort of 2000, late 2005 into 2006, I got a tremendous amount of things accomplished and, and really completely upended, you know, where I was in life. Um, and some of that was, I had some help from outside and some of it was just dumb luck. And some of it was that I was doing, I, I got a day planner and was using it well and setting goals and checking things off. And you know what? I was doing a daily aspirational sort of to-do list, mm-hmm. you know, that I would write every day or the mm-hmm. night before and check things off, move them to the next day or delete them if I wasn't getting them done. Um, mm-hmm. But exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about here, like not not like a big list of projects that I'm managing and, and context-specific actions, a la David Allen, but like a day, and, and worse, a daily to-do list that was prioritized. <laughs> This is task A1. This is task A2. This is task B1. Steak sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm, A1 mm-hmm. task sauce. Title. <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down. So, yeah. Yeah. That is a commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think if we... I, I feel like we got to a way more hopeful and, and cool place than sometimes we do. <laughs> <laughs> like when I say that the robots sometimes- are going to come kill us all. I know that's what I was picturing. It's a little, sometimes we're a little doom and gloom. Um, But I guess if we were to generalize some of this, um, especially that last part where you're talking about context and and serving who you are and and what you're doing in that moment um, in life. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of this is to say, do what you can with where you are and who you Mm -hmm. are at that moment. Like that's, that's our job, right? That's what we can and, and should be doing is what we can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know. Um, yeah. Can I reshare an earlier tip from an earlier episode on the, the what you can as well? Absolutely. Just a, a quick specific. Uh, this is also a Franklin Coveyism, and I, I think this is a good trick anywhere, but I think it's a great one if you are somebody who likes a daily or weekly to-do list. Um, when you're writing your list, and you will get this wrong, it's okay, <laughs> but... Um, always try to keep it under, they, they used to say 65% for most people, but I'm going to say 35%, which is what they would have said for like people, you know, with jobs, like you say, reactive jobs. If you're in a customer service Mm -hmm. kind of role, if your time is not your own, they would say 35%. I'd say 35% for everybody. Um, but try to make a list that could fit in what you think is 35% of the time you're going to have available to work on it because that's Mm -hmm. probably all you're going to get to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. because surprise. Because you're going to <laughs> misestimate how long things will take. Because you forgot mm-hmm. about a prerequisite for something on that list. 
um, mm-hmm. for all these reasons and more. I say, I say, you know, write a list that will take only thirty five percent. And if you're if you're working off the big list, you know, you've got a big list. I've got several lists. You know, we do a lot of our work, you and I. It sounds like off of something that is not a daily to do list. Um, if you have that kind of thing, I would say too, set your expectations that way. You know, mm-hmm. set your expectation as I've got, I have theoretically five hours to work today. I'm going to assume that two thirds of that five hours is going to get taken up by something I don't foresee. So what is mm-hmm. my expectation for checking things off this list? Well, I can probably do these three oldest things that have been kicking around, but that's, that might be mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I found where that's my satisfaction with my productivity comes from is being reasonable about what is good enough and what is possible and shooting for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Episode check. You have been listening to Priority. Once again, for complete show notes, or if you'd like to send us feedback via email or subscribe to the show, visit us on the web at priority.fm. If you enjoyed the program today, please go to iTunes and leave us a positive rating and review, as that will help new listeners find the show. Also, if you're interested in giving updates or communicating with us via tweets, follow us on Twitter, where we are at PriorityFM. That's at P-R-I-O-R-I-T-Y-F-M. Thanks again for listening. You can cut all this out. Yeah, probably. Uh... <laughs>